Good morning. It is Monday, August 12th, 7.47 a.m. I hope you guys had a great week. I had a pretty good week. Uh, very busy. But I managed to do some fun things here and there. Um, I went to the De Young with Irina earlier in the week. That was quite a treat. Just, I was really busy, but I just, I had to go and get some inspiration, and I'm really glad I did. Um, it was a beautiful day, and we went to uh, the Ed Hardy exhibit, which I know it sounds cheesy, but it was actually pretty cool. He has a really large body of work, and if you like dragons... <laughs> go see the exhibit. <laughs> lots and lots of dragons. Some of his 90s stuff was cheesy. <laughs> go figure. Chew! <coughs> oh, God, pardon me. Um, but some of it was not. And he, they had his drawings from him when he was little, when he was like 10 and making the um, kind of like a kitty tattoo parlor, which I thought was really cool. One moment. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, God. You know, when it rains, it pours. I'm sneezing. I don't know if it's allergies or what. Um, so, yeah. And then we went and saw the rest of the museum as much as we could. We were there for a few hours. And yeah, there were so many, you know, there are so many beautiful pieces there. And I just, I need to see things like that. Um, I need to, to walk around and like, just gather inspiration, you know, it's really important. It was on a free day, which we didn't know. Um, but it was not, it was not that busy. I guess other people didn't know either. And um, they let me into the Ed Hardy exhibit for free because I had a lot of tattoos. So that was kind of funny because um, I guess I have a lot of tattoos now. <laughs> I never really thought about it because I live with it and I'm planning on getting more. So um, I pretty much plan on being covered in tattoos except for my neck and my face and my titties. Maybe a couple on my butt. Um, it, it would have to be part of something on my back, though, you know. Um, I wouldn't just get a tattoo on my butt just so I could have a tattoo on my butt. But, that's so weird um, for me. And, yeah, too painful on my, on my titties, you know. So, um, yeah, I guess in the scheme of things, I'm about probably a quarter of the way there. And then my tattoo artist, Maya, is having a baby. And I haven't seen her in, in a while for a tattoo. Um, but, you know, that her pregnancy is, of course, taking precedence. So I might have to find another tattoo artist in the interim. And hopefully she'll still want to do tattoos after she's had her baby, you know. Um, 
if not, I won't be butt hurt. But um, I like getting tattoos from Maya. She's really good. So yeah, she tattoos most of the people in in the um, small neighborhood community, I, I suppose. And and she's um, real damn good. Oh Lord, if I ever needed coffee, it it's right now. <laughs> I had a, a very long night's sleep. Um, I went to bed at 10. I was exhausted. I was watching like the Ken Burns, Mark Twain. And I was just exhausted. I woke up at like 5.30. And, you know, Lavinia wants to wake up at 5.30 now. So that means I have to wake up at 5.30. And then I went to the flea market. And then I did tarot. And it was a great, it was a really busy day for tarot today. Yesterday, excuse me. Um, the flea market was moderate, you know. Um, I wonder sometimes if people are just running out of shit to sell. If I'm just like buying up all their stuff. Because I'm like, yeah, it looks like there's a little less, a little less, a little less. And I don't know. I might have to go go on a road trip, go to a different flea market in another town or something. I was digging in this pile of jewelry on the ground. It was like on a towel or something with this other woman who seemed to have this air of, you know, you know, just, I guess, what's the word? Superior knowledge about her, even though it was a pretense, of course. Um, and she was just talking about everything that she hates that she was picking up. I hate Indian jewelry. I hate this jewelry. I hate that. This is ugly, ugly, ugly. And I was like, girl, this would be perfect for you because you're ugly too. But I didn't say that. I held my tongue. Um, and, you know, I'm just, you know, I found some about five pieces of like 1930s costume jewelry and a remnant of some jet beading that was like a fabric trim and I spent I don't know I spent a good 15 minutes down there digging and she was giving me suggestions on how to place the jewelry on the towel and I was about to tell her to fuck off you know it's like honey you're just grabbing Avon lockets I mean it was so weird like she was basically mad that I was there looking at jewelry <laughs> and that, uh, you know, how do I say this, that I did it, you know, that I was not her, you know, she wants everyone to be miserable, but then the plot thickened. So I brought my little, my measly portion of jewelry to the lady who's selling it and she sells her every week and she wanted $225. And I said, you think I'm rich? $225? This is, this is costume jewelry. It has no, there's no uh, precious metal in it. It's, it's a low end. It, this is what I told her pretty much verbatim. I said, this was not worn by any one of the upper classes when it was made. This is made for the cheap mass market. Okay. And $225, that's not even what I could get if I sold every single piece. 
And I said, may I ask out of curiosity, what item, what is, what is about these items that give them such particular value? And she tried to tell me that the bag of, uh, the rem the kind of like scraggly bead remnants was $60 and I was just like oh and then I said well wh- how would that translate to anything else like how and she she wanted to sell the other pieces for like $25 each and I'm just like you know when someone does that to me when someone tries to do that bullshit I say really well, good luck with that. You're going to have a real hard time getting that price. Good luck. I hope you sell those items at that price. And then I just kind of leave them there to sit in it because they're not going to sell that shit at that price. They absolutely won't. And then, you know, they will try to like get me to buy it, you know, at a lower price. And I'm just like, no, that, that was, you spent too much time trying to, you know, size me up. And here I am in my grubbies and you still thought I was a sucker. So, bye. You get to deal with the mean, ugly lady over there who's probably going to be really rude and nasty to you. Bye-bye. That's the flea market for you. That's what it's like sometimes when you're, you know, buying stuff to sell. gets a little weird. Um, I bought from my favorite vendor there. I have two favorite vendors. The Japanese lady, I bought a... um, Mirabu feather cape for my customers and they bought it right away the customers did and then for myself I got a um, kind of like it's like a quilt that's made out of circles that have been gathered together in the middle so they look kind of like these little popper pop-up things and they're very popular in the 30s I already have one on my bed but I kind of like fixing them up and mending them. It's really fun. They're kind of delicate and I just love like rejoining the pieces together. It's kind of easy. and So I bought one of those for like $20 from the Anglophile guy who who is probably one of my favorite vendors. He'll like chase you down, like telling you more facts about the piece and stuff. Um, and so yeah, it's soaking in OxyClean and water solution right now the water has already turned really dark brown I'm just like wow that's cool (laughs) I kind of like to see how the dirt come out of things so yeah that was that was really fun and oh lord I've just just been working so so much Um, I went and saw Taylor on Friday and I we went to the horsey bar. We actually I had been there the night before, so I'll start with the night before. I believe it was a Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday night. It was Wednesday night. Who cares, right? But it's like I only I know what day. <laughs> um, on Wednesday night, I went to I met Kirsty at the horsey bar, and it was really fun. We got the cheese plate, and then. Uh, I had two glasses of Pinot Noir, and she had two glasses, I believe, of Rosé, if I'm not mistaken. It's just a cute little place, and it was really great to hang out with Kirsty before she went to her trip 
to Europe. She's in her, in Europe right now. And I didn't realize it, but it was right the, the night before she left for Europe. So I, it was, I was uh, very honored to spend the time with her. So um, I believe she's in Belgium now. And uh, hopefully she'll have a really good time, but want to come back at least to tell us about her trip. I, I worry that sometimes people will just stay over there. Um, and the horsey bar is really cute. It's on 19th. It's behind Baobab or Little Baobab, which is now closed, and the Beauty Bar. And it's kind of like a little galley. And they have, you know, you can get some wine and, you know, cheese plate. The cheese plate, um, I think that they could have given me more cheese, but <laughs> that's just me. And then in the back, they have a couple fridges where you can buy some comestibles and um and wine so like bottles to go so it, it was very pleasant um the first time I went in there a few years ago I was a little off put it was just one of those I needed half and half and it was just one of those weird moments where you're like oh my god every convenience store does not have half and half and I I would I was finally at, this was before grocery outlet opened so I was, it was about 9.30 and I was, I realized I was all the way at 19th Street and I still hadn't found any half and half. And it was really weird. Um, I believe Gus's had closed for the evening and I find, I was like, well, maybe this place will have it. It says it's a market. And the owner was in there and all they had was a giant vat of, like heavy, possibly unpasteurized cream. Maybe, you know, just like, I don't know if I want to spend $25 on this, this, you know, dairy product tonight. Um, I ended up buying like some, you know, pasta or something because I felt I had to buy something because the guy just yammered my ear off. He was basically trying to brag to me about how weird and eccentric he was and I'm just like honey save your breath for someone who cares but I politely listened and then I got out of there but I didn't go back for a long time because of that I, I was just like really you're gonna you're gonna keep me here and tell me how you like to sit on a park bench by yourself and just talk to yourself and pretend you're crazy because you like people to think you're weird. I'm just like, I don't think you're weird, honey. You're just bored. So uh, then me and Kirsty went to Guadalajara after that for the her final taco before leaving for Europe. Um, and that place is really good. I hadn't been there in a while. And then the next day I met... Taylor there and we had like a wine we had some sparkling white wine it wasn't it wasn't like champagne it just had a little bit of fizz in it kind of like a vino verde and then uh we had like a cheese plate slash charcuterie thing and I mean I would say that they're they have this like 
gluten-free nut bread there that was pretty good. So I had a, a little bit of that. It was good. Again, I was like, you know, there's a lot of cheese back in that, you know, back in that kitchen there. Y'all can uh, bring me some more cheese, please. But I didn't, you know, I didn't want to make them feel bad. So I just ate the cheese that was given to me. Um, I love cheese, and it was a sheep's cheese and a goat cheese. The sheep cheese had pistachios in it, and I wanted some more. And I had had a very, I was kind of, where did I put this? I was kind of processing, of course, and then me and Taylor, we walked back to Noe Valley, so it was a great walk from 19th Street, and we had a bit more wine, and we did the Enneagram, and Taylor already knows her Enneagram. She's a five, but she has this book, which I actually used to have about 10 years ago, um, and I redid the Enneagram. Last time I did it, I, I was a four, which means I'm like a romantic depressive sap but I've changed now I'm a six which means I'm basically a really really hard worker and I, I mean not like I wasn't then but because work is and commerce are so important to me um that's kind of taken precedence and I don't really have time to be depressed <laughs> or you know a sap I get sad sometimes but being sad is different than being depressed you know, um, it really is. So that was, so that was fun. And we just like talked and, um, Kirsty had been urging me to do this for, for some time, but I just didn't have the balls to do it. And then a Taylor kind of gave me the extra goading to do so. And I took the plunge and I did it. And what I did was I blocked a problematic customer and usually I'll just, if someone's problematic or mansplainy, I'll block them right away. But this one was different because they had bought a bunch of stuff. Um, and basically they were, I was getting pretty upset though because they said, they kept saying that they were themselves were going to start a lingerie store, a vintage lingerie store. And then they would buy stuff from my store to put in their store. And then they, uh, God, then they would, um, you know, you know, like time would go by and the store would not be opened and they would not be selling anything. And I realized that they were just creepy and that they're just using it as a way to talk to women, namely myself. And, uh, you know, they would always, you know, just, DM me like to ask me out on these dates and stuff. I, before I knew any better, I met them for a drink across the street from my house. When I dropped off some items to them, they had bought. And I think that that just opened the floodgates. Like they thought that, you know, I was going to start dating them or something. Um, and that I would be interested in fucking them. And I'm like, no, no and no on both points. And it started to get really stressful. 
But for some reason, I was having a really hard time setting a boundary with this person because they had bought stuff from me. And I, you know, they were always insisting that I deliver the items to them. And, you know, I'm getting busier and busier. Like, my business is really growing. I don't have time to deliver things to them. And I did not want to see this person again. So I just would just ship. I would just be like, okay, well, I'm, you know, before they could make that insistence, I would just ship the item. I'd be like, shipped as fast as possible. Like, pretty much the same day. Um, well, they recently ordered, like, this Plissé top that, you know, it's delicate, but obviously, you know, it survived the Great Depression, so it's not that delicate. And they said, I'm going to have to insist that you deliver this to me. The item is far too delicate to ship. It's like, too delicate to ship? I'm like, I I was just, you know, I was like, oh, okay, I'll see what I can do. I'm really busy right now. Um, and then a couple days later, he's like, I need that top today. And it was, so, you know, it would be impossible to to ship. And I didn't even know if a courier would take the item to such a short distance because his studio is in the neighborhood. So, yeah, in you know, that was like an interruption to my day because, you know, I had all this mending to do. I was getting ready for a photo shoot with Rose the next morning, afternoon. And I had to just stop everything, you know. And, you know, I... I wrapped it up as carefully as possible and I got on my bike and brought it over to him. And, you know, I gingerly, I just kind of like handed it to him. So I was like still on my bike standing and as far, you know, as basically I did not walk towards him at all. And I like extended my hand as far as it would go so that I wouldn't have to touch him. And and he's like, oh, don't you want to come in? I said, I've really got to go. And I said, I cannot deliver packages anymore. And then he's like, well, at least we lowered the carbon footprint. I was like, we? There's no we. And I like sped off on my bike. I, I just could not. I was so, I was feeling furious. And it was kind of my own damn fault because I should have blocked him a long time ago. Should have listened to my friends more and like been more courageous. So then I, so the next, the next night I did block him. Because he's also Mr. Reply Guy. Um, for you guys that don't know what Mr. Reply Guy is, that's a, a man who gets online and comments every single time you post something. And it's always like voicing their approval of your appearance or of, um, you know, or, or comment, you know, commenting in a mansplainy way on every single thing. So he's also Mr. Reply Guy. And he replied to some posts, and I just blocked him. I was like, fuck this. Fuck this dude. So, ugh, thank you for even hearing that, because it took so much... It took a lot of nerve for some reason for me to even do something so small, even though I do ballsy shit all all the time. But that was hard, setting that boundary. So, yeah, I had some things to process. (laughs) Um... What else? What else? It has been just so, it has been a really busy week. I was able to establish my shipping policy because, 
it was getting to the point where I just can't deliver things to anyone anymore, um, except for a couple people who like live practically next door. Um, and I guess it's a sign of growth, you know, and setting the boundaries, setting that boundary was hard too, because everything, I guess just setting boundaries is really hard for me, but I'm getting better at it. And I want to encourage you guys to set boundaries in your own lives too, for what it's worth, because you'll feel so much better. Um, On Saturday, I went with April to the Bernal Hill uh, streetwide sale, and again, there were less vendors, and there wasn't as much stuff, but it was still pretty good. I got a beautiful Edwardian kind of, it's like an over-bodice thing, so it's the one that, it's kind of like could be worn as a jacket, you know, it's it's a middle, middle lightweight jacket weight, most likely everyday, someone's everyday clothes, but still quite serviceable, quite beautiful. I got a few other things too, um, but yeah, you know, I I think when I go to this sale every year, it's like, wow, it gets smaller and smaller every year, and less and less stuff. And I was like, that's because you bought all this stuff up. <laughs> So that's something I'm realizing. Um, I think I want to do some traveling myself and see what's out there. Maybe meet some new dude or something would be great. Um, I I don't know. I just kind of sick of being alone, but I like you know I like being by myself. Um, I hate dating, as I've discussed before. And I've, you know, done a lot of dating, so I'm kind of sick of it. Um, But yeah, I would really like to meet someone who gives a crap about me, who has like similar interests, who's not hideously ugly, and who knows how to lift things. That would be great. And we could spend time with each other when time permitted. Someone who's respectful of my my busy-ass schedule and someone worth making time for would be amazing. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll, I'll go to Europe and maybe I'll just stay there and, you know, have a different, slightly different life (laughs) in a really different place. So yeah, I've got lots of shipping to do. I'm going to read a little bit. Let me see here where we left off. One moment. Okay. Okay. All right. So this is from the homeless lady's diary. One moment. Wouldn't you know, just my luck, I get downtown and there's literally no one hanging out down here. Fuck. I'm fucking sitting here. Damn. I just got fucking spotlighted, not doing anything. Just sitting there writing to you. They are really putting this place on lockdown. Seriously, the only place to chill is on the side of the Bill Graham. 
Well, a dude got shot in the face at the park late last night. We weren't across the st- we were right across the street. We heard the shots and a big black dude shot a hondo because the hondo pushed his girl down. The only thing is he shot the wrong guy. Okay. I fucking settled for fucking 25 fucking dollars. Fucking sucks. Well, actually 35 total, so I should have gotten 40. But you know those guys, they always want to pay less. Well, now I got to go. I wonder what that was about. What was she selling? Well, now I got to go catch a train to Van Ness to go to Chevron, the only place that I can even think of that's open. It's already 1130, so I'm pretty much fucked. I had to give the dude my bag anyway because Six Up is all over the place. I guess Six Up maybe is a cop or something. So I just wanted to be quick. Tomorrow is Saturday. I'll get up and do a run in the afternoon after I close. The flea the flea market is on, so it's way easier and faster. You know, I think the flea market she's talking about is the one that's at 16th and like 14th admission. It's kind of like a thieves market where everybody just sells their stolen goods. Okay. Then she starts getting flowery. She has flowers all over the pages that she drew with gel pens. But I am very deeply of the way mom is being towards me right now. I never intended on getting one over on her. And I almost lost my leg slash life and she doesn't even care about that. That shows me that all she, all that shit about her being mom and caring about us so much was just fucking bullshit. She was saying because we were making her money, she acted how she normally does if if she acted how she normally does, I would have already paid her back. I literally just got to the point when I can go out and about again, and I could still only handle it for short amounts of time. I keep thinking that on the first, I'll drop my food card off to her, along with my hospital paperwork. But then there is that part of me that feels like if I have to show you paperwork for someone to believe me about one of the worst months of my life, then fuck them. She could have called or visited any fucking time, but she didn't. Matter of fact, no one did. I was completely 100% alone for that whole experience. Talk about lonely and depressed. OMG, whole new level. So, hopefully you're getting the part that I'm not having an easy time without you out here. Fuck, I just came all the way to Chevron on South Van Ness because Mitchell told me they are open and they are fucking closed. I might have to go to that fucking store in the TL. I can't think of anywhere else that's fucking open. Hmm. Dot, dot, dot. I'm trying to think of somewhere that's not so dangerous to walk by myself. Even this neighborhood is sketchy. Oh, yeah, 7-Eleven down market is open all night. Fuck, yeah, for some reason I always forget about that place and only have $5. And they have $5 pizzas, too. And God knows I'm fucking starving. Hey, Papa, it's the next day, Saturday morning, almost afternoon. I'm on the train going to dose. Hopefully, I'm running late. And then go out to go work. I got some tips. 
All right, we'll continue this next week. Thank you so much for listening. I know it was kind of a rambling episode, but it was just a very busy, long week. (laughs) Hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.